Hello, Hawks fans, and welcome to another episode of the Kettle Cast with your host, Forrest Willoughby. On this episode of the cast, we're talking about the Hawks' 120-100 win over the Milwaukee Bucks. After a brutal road trip, the Hawks come back to the farm and have a so-so death night in which Trey Young shows out for 42 points and Hawks get a big win at State Farm Arena. Without further ado, let's get into it. There can be no better feeling for this Hawks team than coming home, facing the Bucks, who eliminated them in the playoffs, and getting a win. The Hawks came back to State Farm Arena with a 4-9 record. Real brutal trip out west where they were not able to find their rhythm and certainly were, were not able to put together a full 48 minutes of good basketball. And they came out, and Trey Young started the game off on fire. He had five three-pointers in the first quarter. And the Hawks really never looked back from that. Uh, This game went back and forth in the first quarter, really the first half of the first quarter. But after that, the Hawks really took control and they never let the Bucks get into this game. The Bucks didn't have their own big run to get back in and never take the lead after the end of the first quarter. Uh, Both teams were missing players. The Hawks were without DeAndre Hunter and Aneka Kangwu. And after the game, there was the brutal news that uh, after getting an MRI on his wrist, DeAndre Hunter would have to go have surgery and would be out for eight weeks because of the surgery on his wrist. But Kevin Herter was elevated to the starter starting lineup without Hunter. Um, and the Bucks were without Brooke Lopez, uh, Dante DiVincenzo, and Chris Middleton. And so um, they were the Bucks were ending a road trip of their own. They had gone two and two so far and were trying to you know, end a road trip with a three and two record and Giannis would come out and really do all he could to try to carry the Bucks to a win. But him and Drew Holiday were not able to do enough to beat this Hawks team. Um, one thing that was really noticeable, and this was my first game getting down to State Farm Arena, State Farm Arena and seeing the Hawks in person was just Clint Capella looked like he was back and the Hawks really made it a um, priority to get up and down the court really fast, not let the Bucks get into their defense. And I thought another thing that the Hawks did really well was rebounding the basketball. They would dominate the boards out rebounding the Bucks 51 to 30. And that extended to the offensive glass as well, where the Hawks had 15 offensive rebounds compared to just four from the Milwaukee Bucks. Of course, John Collins was on the offensive glass and Clint Capella but also Cam Reddish had five rebounds with four of them being offensive. And Cam didn't have his best game scoring. He just had four points, all of them coming off of free throws. But he was being aggressive, and he had two, a couple of really nice passes. And it was really good to see him kind of focus on defense. And even without his shot falling, he was able to be effective for the Hawks. Um, but owning the glass, and then the Hawks just shot the ball really well as, uh, as well. Uh, Trey Young came out and would have a 42-point night, starting with the five threes in the first quarter. Um, it looked like he might go and hit 10 threes or something, um, and he was able to parlay that uh, three-point shooting into some really strong drives and kind of confusing the defense at the end of the game. But Trey came out on fire, and then the team, uh, the Bucks really had to focus on him, and that allowed him to get some assists, get his teammates involved in it. And I thought... The Hawks got some strong performances from some of his teammates that hadn't been happening during that West Coast road trip. Um, so after that first quarter, the Hawks were up 32 to 24, 
and they would continue to put it on to the Bucks. They outscored the Bucks 26 to 20 in the second quarter. They would be up 58 to 44 at halftime. Um, after kind of the first the first half of the first quarter, which went back and forth, and the Hawks went on a big run. They were able to go on kind of their biggest run, 14 to six run to build their initial lead. This this game went, really went back and forth, and uh, both teams were kind of trading baskets. Neither team would go on a really big run until right after halftime. The Bucks would go on an 8-0 run, um, and Nate McMillan would call a timeout. But after that timeout, the Hawks went on their own 6-0 uh, run to push the lead back up to double digits, and it was kind of just back and forth uh, from there on out. There was, at the end of the third quarter, into the fourth quarter, it felt like that the Milwaukee Bucks were getting three-pointers compared to the two-pointers from the Hawks. But the Hawks just really got nice contributions from Kevin Herter, who really found himself in the third quarter. Uh, Red Velvet got into the paint and was able to elevate for his floater. He did that three times in the third quarter and en route to his um, 11 points on 5 of 10 shooting. He was just one of three on the three-pointers, but he had six rebounds and one assist. Um, Clint Capella really got going, and even after not really having a big first quarter, uh, it was really good to see Clint Capella to really throw down some big dunks. He had a huge dunk over Grayson Allen, uh, and it kind of felt like as the game wore on, Capella just kind of got tired of missing some bunnies right at the basket and was able to put the ball through the, the hoop for 12 points. He had 13 rebounds, three of them offensive, two assists, and two steals as well. He The Hawks as a, a team did a really nice job of kind of walling off the paint from Giannis. Without Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez, uh, the Bucks aren't nearly as terrifying an offensive team, and you can really load up in the paint, and the Hawks did a nice job. In fact, John Collins was able to draw a couple of charges on uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Clint Capella did a nice job. The Hawks overall threw a couple different looks at the two-time MVP and really didn't let Giannis get comfortable. Giannis, to his credit, sort of forced the issue at the end of the third quarter and was able to get a couple free throw attempts, able to get to, get to the free throw line. And I thought that the Hawks fans did a nice job hearkening back to his issues shooting the ball before 10 seconds at the free throw line. Um, the count came back, and Giannis would end up going just 7 of 12 from the free throw line. Um, but he had finished the game with 26 points, 6 assists, and 5 rebounds. But he just was never able to really take over the game. He had a couple of nice dunks, a couple of nice plays. But really, Clint Capella, John Collins, even Bogdan Bogdanovich and Danilo Gallinari, you know, the Hawks kind of put everything in front of Giannis and really did a nice job stymieing him and not letting him beat them by themselves. The only the other buck that really kind of kept the Bucks afloat um, in this game and really carried them in the third and fourth quarters, I thought was Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday, while guarding Trey Young, which can be exhausting, was able to go for an 8-for-17 night. Felt like he made every shot at the end of the game to kind of keep the Bucks within double digits, 10 points or so. He'd finish with 19 points, um, 8 assists, 2 steals, um, and a block. He had a really nice block from behind on Trey Young when Trey, you don't really think Trey's going to get blocked in that sort of play. Um, but those two players really did a nice job of keeping the Bucks in this game and not letting it really blow up till the end when both teams put in their uh, bench units and, and allowed this game to end. But um, the Hawks just kind of answered every bell every time the Bucks made a little bit of push. And I think a big part of that was the Hawks' three-point shooting. The Hawks were 15 of 35 from three-point land, 
for just under 43%, 42.9%. Trey was 8 of 13 um, after hitting five, 5 in that first quarter and 7 in the first half. Um, Bogdan hit 2 of 5. Gallo got going from the three-point line. Um, really, the only regular three-point shooter on the Hawks who didn't get going was John Collins, and he had a couple of open looks. Um, and I really thought that that's kind of why the first run by the Bucks at the beginning of that third quarter didn't bother me. The Hawks were getting good looks. They got a shot by uh, Trey Young, a floater that he normally makes, just missed it. John Collins got a wide-open corner three. The Hawks were getting good looks. Even uh, Kevin Herter got a nice little look in there. But they just weren't going down, and I thought it was a nice timeout from Nate McMillan. He was able to settle them and allow them to get into what they wanted to get into. But it just wasn't that worrying. Sometimes you can feel like you know the, the team's doing everything right, and it and it felt uh, everything right or everything wrong. And, and even calling a timeout, there's just not a lot to to go back to. And I didn't think the Hawks had a lot of stretches of that during this game. There was a lot of play where they were moving the ball. There wasn't a lot of. Uh, Extra dribbling, I think one of the kind of points of emphasis or something that had really been disappointing in these early games out on the West Coast trip is the ball would move, but it would be pass, dribble, dribble, make a move, pass, dribble, dribble, each player kind of doing their own ISO thing before moving the ball next. In this game, Trey was getting the ball up the court really fast, whether it was to Bogdanovich or Gallo. He even tried to over half court alley-oop to Danilo Gallinari under the basket, and um, it would have been an awesome play, but Air Air Italy was not cleared for takeoff, and uh, that ended up being a turnover, but the passes were flying up the court, and the team was passing the ball um, very effectively once they got into the half court, Um, and Neek and Bob and Vince all talked about this, how the Hawks want to play with a a faster pace and, and that doesn't just mean moving the ball up and getting into the fast break all the time, but it also means getting good shots early in the shot clock where you're just not letting the other team get into their defensive sets and really settle in. And I thought the Hawks did a nice job of of taking advantage of uh, really controlling the boards. So uh, they didn't allow the Bucks to get into their defense off of a made shot, but then also getting offensive rebounds, moving the ball and passing the ball on the offensive side of the uh, of the ball. They would they would end the game with 21 assists. Uh, they did have 12 turnovers, which is too many, but a lot of those turnovers were players moving the ball and trying to make a play rather than just a stupid play where it had not, no chance of getting done. So those are kind of turnovers you, you'll accept. 12 is too many, um, but that's something that is, I'd much rather see a turnover where Trey is trying to get the ball to, to a player up the court and that turnover has no chance of becoming a fast break for the other team than a turnover in the half court at the top of the key that turns into a dunk for the other team, which is something we saw too often during the West Coast trip. But um, the Hawks would finish. Trey Young, 42 points, 10 assists, two rebounds short of a triple-double. He had eight uh, eight rebounds. Just two of those were uh, offensive. He got to the free-throw line just two times. Um, and so those 42 points were on 16 of 26 shooting and eight of 13 on his three pointers. Uh, Trey could have taken a couple more three pointers if he had wanted to, but I thought he had a nice balance of getting into the paint, shooting the three pointer. And then at the end of the game, they really worked the pick and roll with Clint Capella and John Collins. John Collins got a couple of massive dunks. Clint Capella got some dunks going. And those are shots that 
are immediately assisted, but high quality shots. And to see John Collins and Capella rolling was really encouraging. JC would finish the game with 19 points, six rebounds, two of them offensive, one assist and one block. Capella had a double-double, 12 points and 13 boards, two assists and two steals. Bogdan had a quiet night, six points on two of five shooting from three-point land. He had four rebounds, two assists. Off the bench, the Hawks got 10 points from Gallinari. It was good to see um, the rooster get get going a little bit. Nice to have him roaming out at the farm. He was able to get into his mid-range and shoot over some smaller Bucks players and get his three-pointer going. Um, he had a really rough West Coast swing, and so it was nice to see him get some matchups that he could take advantage of. Um, I thought the Hawks did a nice job overall in this one of not really complaining about the officiating. Um, the Hawks were able to get to the free throw line 13 times compared to 16 with the uh, Bucks, but I thought the Hawks, uh, John Collins was getting beat up and he is really um, try, trying to make his voice known. And in the first quarter in particular, he was really hot and the Hawks got him out of the game and he was able to cool off a little bit. But John Collins came back and had a strong um, showing. Again, I think reddish getting to the free throw line four times when his shot isn't falling is kind of a growth for him. And he had one beautiful assist to Lou Williams that set up a three-pointer. And he had another beautiful pass, um, an alley-oop to John Collins. And it was one of the rare alley-oops that JC was unable to put down. Um, being there in person, you get to see how high John Collins goes. And the State Farm Arena just erupts when John Collins goes and blows up with a dunk. Um, same sort of cheering for Trey Young hitting his three-pointers. Those five threes in the first quarter, everybody was so excited and were, were trying to will him to shoot more three-pointers. Um, but it was a fun experience at State Farm Arena. It was so-so deaf night. There were a couple of um, rappers there representing so-so deaf. Uh, Trey Young was releasing his shoe where he has a collaboration with so-so deaf, and you could go into the team store and buy and by Trey's shoe, and they were showing off all of Trey's different colorways that he has. Right now, he has a black and white version, a bright yellow and white version, and black, and a peach tree edition that is peach colored with green, which is pretty nice. Um, so that was cool to have that going on in the stadium while Trey was having this just explosion on the court for 42 points. Um, but just a really nice effort from the Hawks to come back from their really brutal road trip and get this first win. They don't get any rest. Uh, they have another game the next night against the Orlando Magic, and so hopefully they can turn this around. But I hope that the Hawks take from this game is just let's play with pace. Let's you know not let the other team get set, and let's really own the paint. Um, and the Bucks didn't have a couple of their best rebounders and Chris Middleton and um, Brooke Lopez, but I thought the Hawks as a team did a nice job on the glass. Um, kind of everyone on the Hawks doing a good job of, of getting rebounds and boxing out. There were several times when Kevin Herter had didn't get the rebound, but had a not, nice box out. And to see Cam Reddish be so aggressive, get following his shot, his misses, and um, getting his teammates involved was very encouraging. And then just keep shooting three-pointers. I think a big reason the Hawks were able to go on a couple runs is they were able to hit back-to-back three-pointers, whether it was Trey's flurry in the first quarter or uh, Gallo hitting a three. Bogdan's two threes, it felt like, came at really important times when the Bucks were sort of getting into that six-point, eight-point range and, and maybe feeling like they could have another chance of getting in the game, and he hit a three-pointer that completely silences um, what the Bucks are doing. But 
keep shooting three-pointers, keep moving the ball. The Hawks finish with those 21 assists and keep really uh, limiting the team, other team's uh, opportunities to one and done. The Hawks finished with 13 more shot attempts than the Bucks, 97 to 84. And by having those extra opportunities, it just gives you a much better chance of getting a win. So really a big win for the Hawks, one that hopefully that can they can build off of and comes with the brutal news of DeAndre Hunter being injured and out for two months. And just like last year, the Hawks are going to have to start piecing things together without a full roster. Of course, they don't have a Kongu back yet. And without Hunter, um, the Hawks are really going to have to to focus and work on their rotations. I think it was cool to see Nate McMillan play with Lou and DeLon Wright with the second unit. And we also got to see Trey Young with Lou in the backcourt. So I think there's times when if you get Trey with a bunch of shooters around him, including Lou Williams um, or Danilo Gallinari at different times, there was a lineup that was Trey was the only starter followed with uh, four other guys from the bench. It gives Trey the opportunity to get into the paint and kick out to those guys. So um, I like to see Nate McMillan going with some units to just have one starter, but he, he kind of stayed away from the all-bench lineup, which is something that I think he can continue playing with those lineups and seeing what works. He had John Collins play the center a little bit. Um, Clint Capella really looked bouncy, really looked good. It, it was a very encouraging Clint Capella showing it's tough. That's a tough matchup for him to guard Giannis Antetokounmpo. There are several times when with those big strides, it looks like uh, Antetokounmpo ha- is traveling um, and he, he gets to the rim and, and gets either fouled or throws it down. So good to see the Swiss bank playing well again and just really nice to see the Hawks get out of that losing streak and kind of get things going the right way at the beginning of this homestand. So the Hawks play the Magic next. The Magic are not playing particularly well, but they are a big team and the big teams have given the Hawks problems, but the Kettlecast will be here to recap that game after that. Go Hawks! Thank you for catching this episode of the Kettlecast. You can reach me at kettlecast at gmail.com. Go Hawks!